guys, and welcome to this episode of The Rose Reviews. My name is Adam Rose, and today we're talking about The Witcher. Now, this is a Netflix series. It's about eight episodes starring Henry Cavill as The Witcher, and this is based off of the uh, very popular book series, um, and they also did several video games that are very popular as well. However, the series is based off of the books themselves, and uh, I was really excited about this series, mainly because I love Henry Cavill. Um, I love uh, fantasy stories in general. I knew Netflix was doing it, so I knew there was going to be, you know, a lot of creative freedom allowed to the showrunner and allowed to the writers, allowed to the actors because of Netflix's model um, of not really interfering too much with its projects. Also, I knew Netflix was giving The Witcher quite a bit of money uh, uh, to make this series. It was trying, I think it's kind of Netflix's version of HBO's Game of Thrones. Now that Game of Thrones is gone with HBO, I think Netflix is kind of trying to take over with The Witcher in regards to that fantasy um, uh, drama, uh, if, you, if you can say that. And uh, i got to say, I was excited about this. Very, very excited. Um, I knew nothing. I knew nothing about The Witcher going into it. I know nothing about the novels, the books. I don't know anything. I, I mean... I know typical fantasy tropes, so dragons, elves, dwarves, those types of things, but I don't know much about this particular series at all. And uh, I gotta say, coming out of watching the eight episodes, I really enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. There is about two huge problems I have with it, but other than that, other than those huge problems, which I think would be easily fixable in season two, very easily fixable, outside of that, I think this is one of the best series on Netflix, period. This is an amazing series, and uh, let's get into particularly why that is. So I'll start with the good, go with some of the bad, and then go back to the good. So the first thing that really works for me is the direction. Um, all of these episodes have uh, different directors in it, but you can see that there's quite a unified vision by the showrunner, um, which is a female showrunner, by the way, which is really awesome for this type of fantasy series to see a female showrunner when that's typically not the case. So that was really nice to see that. Um, and it starts off, and it doesn't pull any punches. This this show starts off with action, starts off with blood and gore and nudity and language, all of those things. Um, it's a hard R series for sure, um, but it it really finds its footing honestly, about halfway through the series. Um, but the direction of the series and the shots uh, they get uh, uh, from and the performances they get from the actors, all these directors definitely have a different style. These episodes are shot a little differently, but you also can tell that uh, the showrunner definitely has a unified vision for the series as a whole. So the direction I thought was really well done. Uh, the acting overall, I really enjoyed. The, the The girl who plays the youngest blonde princess was a bit of a hit or miss for me. Um, also, Henry Cavill was quite stiff in his motion and his movements. But I, I, later on, you kind of understand maybe why this is the case with given his character. So I think, you know, I'm going with giving him the benefit of doubt, saying this was a character choice. Um, the physicality of Henry Cavill as the main character, uh, The Witcher, is um, excellent. I mean, his sword play is excellent. His uh, physicality, his presence, um, the voice, he has this uh, kind of accent voice that took me a hot minute to get into. But once you're invested, it didn't really bother me anymore. I would say, though, that there really are three main characters um, that you're following. You have uh, The Witcher character, 
uh, Geralt, and then you have the um, uh, witch that you're kind of following in her development, and then you have the small princess, blonde uh, princess that you're following as well. And my understanding is in the books, the Witcher, Geralt's character, is like the first three quarters of the first book, it's all him. And then the back quarter of the first book is the witch, and then the second book they kind of introduce the princess. But in this show, they introduce all three in the first episode or, or, or two episodes. So you're following three different characters, and that gets me into the problem I have with this series, which is the timing and the editing in regards to timelines. So you have three different characters. However, what the show doesn't really let you know or tell you is that these three different characters are, are starting in time from three different places. And what's happening to them is in three hundred, sometimes decades, um, a time apart between them from episode to episode. And the story doesn't really let you know that. So there are about four, three or four episodes where I have no idea when this takes place. I don't know why this person is alive when they were dead before and all these things. They don't really explain any of that. Um, now, it does all connect at the end, but it takes you quite a while to get there. And I think they could have made that much more clear. And I heard an interview with the director or with the showrunner who said, you know, we're not trying to talk down to our audience and not trying to over explain things. And, and I get that. I mean, if you're going into a fantasy show, there are certain fantasy tropes you hope the the audience can understand without having to over-explain them, but you do need to let the audience know in on the timing, and I don't know if that goes with, you know, uh, a little thing at the bottom that says 10 years later or 10 years prior or 100 years prior or 250 years prior at one point. You know, it's it's, I don't know if you do that, which honestly, sometimes I just like that because it leaves no guessing work. You know where you're going and you know where you are. And I like that. But they didn't really do that. And I think that may have been a mistake because that does leave you wondering when exactly does this place take place? I don't really understand how this all fits. It just would, all of that would have been so much more clear with just a couple words at the bottom of the screen or some level of um, letting the audience know when this takes place because a lot of the characters don't age. So you can't go with the age of the characters because they don't age. So there's really no indication of time sometimes, and that was a big problem. The second big problem I have was with Henry Cavill's character, The Witcher. They don't really ever explain to you what a Witcher is. I had no idea. I had to look it up myself. I had no idea what an actual Witcher was. Now, there's definitely indications, and they tell you little, you get little things here and there, but they never actually outright tell you what it is. And I would have liked to know, okay, is he human? Is he not? What, what, what is this exactly? And they don't really explain that, and I would have liked to have seen that. But they didn't. And, you know, for better or for worse, that's just the way it is. Um, but other than those two big gripes, the action sequences in this show are fantastic. The characters are, are compelling. Again, the performances are good overall, except for maybe the one little princess. Other than that, this is a really, really fun show. Do I think it's as good as Game of Thrones? That's a really high bar. Really, really high bar. Unfair. Unfair to say at this point with only eight episodes. I would have liked to seen this to be about ten episodes. I thought the last couple, they could have drawn those out a little bit. I don't think you need to make this 13, but maybe 10, because it felt a little rushed at the end. 
And there's definitely a huge cliffhanger at the end of the eighth eighth episode. So I'm very excited. And this already does have a second season. It's been greenlit for a second season. So you know there's more coming. And I'm very, very excited for that. I think it's coming in 2021, though. So we got a while to wait. But again, it's a good show. If you like fantasy, if you enjoy fantasy, I think you'll enjoy this. However, I would give you the disclaimer of I think it'll be better experience for you knowing the timeline going in. I think you'll enjoy it more. It's not really a spoiler. You will enjoy it more knowing exactly when these things take place. I think you will enjoy it. So try and maybe look that up for yourself. I don't want to go too much into depth on this review, but I would recommend that you look that up so you can maybe follow what's going on a little bit better, and I think you'll enjoy it a little bit better than I did because of that. So on a scale of 0 to 5, 0 being no roses, 5 being full bloom, I'm going to give The Witcher a 4 to 5. Four out of five. Look, I take a whole, almost a whole, um, a rose off there because of the timeline issues. Um, but other, that was the only thing that was really glaring problem to me, and the and the explanation of what a Witcher is was glaring a little bit. But the timeline was really what was holding me back um, from giving this a better review. But again, I'm still giving it a fresh review. It is still a very good show. It is totally worth your time. If you like fantasy, if you don't mind the R-rated content you will enjoy the show. I really think you will. Give it a shot. Eight episodes on Netflix. Go ahead and watch The Witcher if it sounds interesting to you. So as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, guys, I will see you at the movies. Bye.